Hi everybody, welcome back to Ruby's Room. This is a podcast slash talk show where you get an in-depth look at your favorite content creators. This week we have the amazing, the show-stopping, the talented, and iconic Kiso. Ah! Welcome. Hi, honey. Hi, honey. Yeah. So can you please introduce yourself for the people who may not know you out there on the internet? Of course. Okay. So my name's Kisos or it's Kisos in like all my social media. Um, but I stay on Twitch. I say I'm a music streamer, gaming streamer. I'm always gay on stream, but outside of Twitch, I release music. I run music marketing, like a music marketing company as my like money-making thing. I also have done some nude figure modeling for art classes. Oh my God. A fun and easy way to make money. Um, But actually, yeah, no, I really enjoy it because it's like no stress and everything else is stressful. So (laughs) um, yeah, I just really love, you know, going outside of my comfort zone and challenging myself because I've always been a shy person. So I'm always like, okay, what can I do next? What can I do next? And I'm not so shy anymore. Yeah. So Awesome. So there you have it. That's, that's Kiso. That's the end of the interview. No, just kidding. Period. <laughs> Period. That's all you needed to know. No, just kidding. Uh, so I usually like to do this thing where we go all the way back. Okay. We, we, we hop on a time machine. I know very advanced. We come from the future oh, here. Let's do it. No, just kidding. But um, yeah, I do like to get people's like what they call the origin story of like, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. so baby Kisos, right? Like you were a, a baby little child. I was. Out there in I the really world. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so like who inspired you when you were growing up? Like what kind of content? What kind of artists? What kind of people? You know, it's very interesting because like growing up, I wanted to be like a chef. I was a mask boy. I wanted to be a firefighter. Yes. I wanted to be a policeman. Ooh. I wanted to do all this stuff. But I was in band from like a young age. And I, I don't know why I wanted to do band. I think just because my sister did it for like a couple years. And I was like, eh, seems fun. I'd rather do band than like have to be in class. Because I know in elementary <laughs> school, like you could, right. Like in elementary school, when you got into fourth grade, you could start learning an instrument, at least where I grew up in California. Um, you, you, and like every week, Maybe once or twice, you'd get out of like 30 minutes of class or like an hour of class to go play music. I'm like, sounds good to me. Yes. I don't want to learn about history. Who needs history? <laughs> right? Who needs math? So I started doing that. And I remember my pivotal moment was choosing between flute and trumpet. And I remember asking my mom which one I should play. And she was like, you should play flute because trumpet's too loud. <laughs> and I always joke that that is what made me gay because my mom made me play flute, which is like seen as the quote unquote, like the girly instrument, you know? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, so Very I say that was too. Very phallic too. Yeah, no, that's true. Although you don't blow my, quite as much as with the trumpet and you really like the trumpet. You know, you're kind of mm. kind of fondling that. Baby. Yeah. The flute's a little more, a little more insane. you're just tickling it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I did that for a really long time. I did that from when I was nine years old all the way through high school. So I graduated and then I started, you know, I was just, I don't know, like, I don't really come from a musical family. So it's always fun when people ask me this. Cause it's like, I don't like the more I talk about it, the more I kind of realize like, oh, 
maybe my sister kind of influenced me to get into music because I wanted to be like her. And I got into, you know, band because of her. And then, you know, I grew up on a lot of the same music as she did. Or, you know, maybe it was just my mom and dad and the fact that they'd make up these dumb little songs about like everything, <laughs> you know, like the dog will be walking around and she'll just go, oh, dobby, 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 like just singing its name. <laughs> so it's like maybe I just picked up on these little right. these little ditties or something. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, I mean, it wasn't really until high school. That's when I like got a car and I really just started listening to the radio. And I was like, you know, what? I really like singing. And I would like sing around only to myself to like the radio and like impersonate my favorites who were like Adele and Jasmine Sullivan, Ooh. who if you don't know, she's the girl who's like, I bust the windows out your car. Yes. And then she's still my favorite artist of like all time. Miguel, Frank Ocean, like all of those people. But especially in the beginning, it was like, you know, a lot of like pop punk bands. And then like Adele was the first like, oh, I'm really gonna like try to sing like her. Yes. And that's, and Jessie J, Jessie J and Adele, I guess it was the British ladies. The, the British, British ladies. ladies. Really, the British ladies popped me off. Yes. Um, um, and uh, yeah, and then I, in college, I did get into gospel choir. So I finally started to like sing in front of people. I had a girlfriend back when I was, back when I was straight. Um, <laughs> I had a girlfriend. Before you turned gay. <laughs> before I completely, before I decided I'm going to be gay. Um, before I chose to be gay, I had a girlfriend um, for a long time. And um, she was really musical and into theater and stuff. And she actually was really encouraging of me singing too. So that's super cool. She was the person who kind of got me singing. And then in college, gospel choir, I joined that. And that's when I started to like push myself out of my shell and try to get solos and stuff. There's videos online. I played some recently. Girl, they are, they are not good. <laughs> They're not good. People are always like, oh my God, I wish I could sing like you. And I'm like, I haven't always been able to sing at all. And I'm still not the best. So there is hope. There is time to learn. <laughs> and if I'm you sure you thought you me, were the one, huh? I really did. Okay, well, not at first. But once I got, like, my first solo, then I was like, oh, yeah. I'm the shit. I got this. Because then I, like, kept getting solos. But it wasn't necessarily that I was really good. It was just that they needed a guy. And out of the guys, I was Aww. the best one. It's kind of like the best of the worst type of thing, you know? <laughs> um, but that was okay. But it, it did. Yeah. It was good that it gave me confidence, you know? Right. And then, yeah, after college, I started to, I was like, oh, I want to do like little covers. So I would just like film myself on my, my phone, like singing over an instrumental. And then eventually I was like, because after college, I didn't even study music in college. I did international relations. I did um, and German. I minored in linguistics for language teachers because I love Damn. languages. To the bam, everybody. You know how it go. <laughs> um, and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I, I just thought I was going to be in, like, marketing or, like, something with, like, I don't know, languages because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. And after I graduated, I was like, why am I hiding from music? I should be doing music. So I did do marketing stuff to, like, make money. Ugh, growth. Money. <laughs> but, and I what, still what kind of do. Gross, right? Disgusting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, then eventually, for some reason, my grandpa was just like, here's $300 one day. And I was like, oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. So I invested that in getting myself like some recording stuff and slowly started to like put out covers on YouTube. And uh, then I got like a keyboard and started to play along with covers on YouTube and all of that. And nice. then eventually, like, you know, four years ago, I put out my very first original just on SoundCloud. And then like 
three years ago, I put out my first official single as Kisos, and then the year after that, more singles, the year after that, an EP, and then this year, a new single and a music video. Yeah. And it's been a very exponential growth from like, right. you know, getting like 100 plays to like 10,000 plays and, you know, getting absolutely nobody caring to getting on Billboard. <laughs> so... Hello. What a roller it's coaster. very exciting. <laughs> it's been a long. It's been a long road. It's taken almost twenty years since I started playing music, but nice. here we are. Nice. Things yeah. are happening. That that only goes Plus to show that like, like people have this thing of like, especially nowadays, people have this idea that they start doing something or for example in the twitch community there's a lot of like people being like i've been streaming for like a year and i've i haven't seen any progress it's like honey like hmm. things take time like right. as you, like it's not always going to happen overnight and a lot of the times like like you said you 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 weren't that good when you started but look at, like right. looking at you now and hearing your stuff now you wouldn't like think about it because right. you're just so talented and you're just so amazing like, okay i'm saying this in a sarcastic oh, voice oh, but you right. do, but you are yes. very but you are very talented <laughs> I would agree you think you're talented oh, um yes <laughs> no thank what you what a love fest <laughs> it's true though because like and that's the other thing too is everyone sees the the few you know overnight successes that mm -hmm. there are or you know someone's like i've been streaming for a year and you know i just hit affiliate and then there's someone else who's like i've been streaming for five months and i just hit partner right and then you know that's what like throws people off and makes you go like okay what am i doing wrong exactly am i ugly am i boring both <laughs> neither <laughs> right yes i smell but like no one can tell through the camera so it can't be that <laughs> um, literally every twitch streamer like every month being like oh my god what happened having like a mental breakdown like what is this this is the worst like this is not for me like quitting yeah. taking breaks and it's like sometimes like all you need is to actually just keep doing what you're doing and getting better at it because sometimes right. we think we can we can be the one and we can have all the things and but like when we actually get them we're like wait now i'm ready for them like either mentally or just right. like like for me streaming for example it's like i like last year i was like honey next year is going to be the year of the partnership but i feel like this year mm -hmm. i'm actually getting into like who i am as a streamer to begin with like with my sense yeah. of humor and coming into my own and like doing the things that i love on stream and stuff like that i'm just like now beginning to understand that so like who the hell did i think i was last year being like yes next year we're gonna get partnered we're gonna slay the world and we're gonna do this so this exactly. only goes to show you like 20 years like it can really happen and honestly I mean, it sometimes it takes even longer for people like look at oprah she only got her major success exactly. when she was in her like 50s or something so yeah i think it was like for at least 40 or something yeah and i mean yeah even if you just look at since i started releasing original music like i released my first single on soundcloud four years ago and you know i didn't even have like a kisos name it was like very uh it was very, uh, it was very struggle, but I loved it at the time. I thought it was really good. And I still think it's, you know, I still see like the gems in there mm -hmm. and the potential and stuff where it's like, but yeah, you definitely, I mean, I went through that roller coaster. I'm still going through that roller coaster. I think most people go through that. Right. If you're not going through that roller coaster, then like you will eventually. So look out because <laughs> the right. higher you go up without falling, you're, you know mm -hmm. what, you want to be prepared. Right. And some people aren't prepared. And that's the other thing I've noticed too is like, you know, it's seeing the people who are viral or the people who do hit partner in like three months, you know, if we're talking about Twitch or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it's like 
their experiences are totally different. Like, sure, maybe now they're making more money. Maybe they have more viewers, but do they necessarily have that same community? Have they had a chance to really build these long-term relationships that other people have have? And that goes with like your music community or Twitch community or anything. It's like, you know, I, at first I used to think like, oh, like I'm definitely going to hit partner this year. Meanwhile, I'll fast forward like six, seven, eight months and I have the exact same average viewers I did back when I said that, but my community is so much stronger mm -hmm. and like the love and everyone is so much more intertwined. And so to me, even though it's like, oh, I've been streaming, like I, I've been, ha I've had 10 average viewers for a year. Um, what am I doing wrong? Right. But it's like, that's, it, you can't get stuck on the numbers. Like it is a thing of like, okay, even if, you know, not everyone comes all the time, you have all these new friends, all these new things. And it's just slowly like building up, building up, building, oh no, building up um <laughs> and um yeah sorry my like i said my camera's on like auto so it just keeps doing random things because it I just does what she wants and she's not gonna apologize for it I, yeah true you know what <laughs> camera you do you and i'll do me it's not about you right now camera. yeah it's about me and ruby and all of the lovely viewers that we're trying to just uplift. Yes, honey. Yes, you do your thing, camera. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, but um, going back to that moment where you you released your original song for the first time uh how was that because you said you were you had been doing covers and you had been kind of um honing your craft per se like by learning how to play the keyboard and actually instead of doing your instrument like instead of doing your covers over other people's instrumentals you started doing your own and stuff like that so what led up to you like releasing your first song and how was that moment like yeah, so I, I'm from California, like I said, and after college, I worked in San Francisco just because it was like close to where I went to school and where I lived. So I was like, okay, this is like the closest big city where there's going to be like jobs and stuff. So I worked there and then I hated it. And I worked there actually, like I got my roommate a job at the same place where I worked. So we worked there together and we both hated it at the same time. We're like, Let's get out of here, baby. Let's just fly <laughs> away. Let's fly. Um, so after like being there for a full year, we decided, you know what? Let's like move. And I was like, okay. He didn't really, he was down to move wherever. <laughs> we were, we also became boyfriends at some point. <laughs> just a little detail. Oh. Um, but he's not the one, he's not the one that most of my music is about. All right. Um, but now <laughs> all you right. know. Now you know. Not <laughs> Not, not, the <laughs> um, not the one. Not the one. But no, we're still really good friends. He's actually still my roommate. Um, oh, that's awesome. But yeah, so yeah, it's crazy actually. But so, oof. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so he was kind of just down to move wherever. And I was like, okay, the main cities for music in the US are like, at least for like pop type of, or production, whatever, are gonna be LA and New York. Atlanta's a big music city, but more for like hip hop, Nashville, but more for like country and songwriting. Mm -hmm. um, Chicago is probably more for hip hop too. Um, so I was like, I don't wanna go to LA because I just don't really like LA. I have a lot of family there. It's fine, I have nothing against it. Actually, a lot of the LA natives are great people. That's like the people that move there that tend to be like the, the ones that give it the bad, like plastic stereotype. Mm. I think that's the same with New York too, but. Anyway, so we moved to New York and I got a job. I was like, I just need to get into music. So I got a, an internship at a music PR firm like Publicity, which is, you know, if you don't know what a publicist does, it's basically they're trying to get artists into magazines and, you know, interviews with TV and, you know, all of that different stuff. Like basically just get them in as many publications and as many in front of as many eyes as possible. Yes. Um, so I was like, this sounds like a good internship for me, even though it's unpaid and I have to use my life savings to Ooh. like 
move to New York and pay my rent. So um, yeah, we, I started working there and um, for three months before they hired me and I was like on my last, my last dollar, but I was like, this is gonna, this is such good experience for me because I'm learning how to market, you know, a bunch of other artists, learning what it takes, making these connections so that when I finally release music, I'll be able to, you know, do the same thing for myself. And that'll right. be like a leg up on, on things that other other artists don't have. So while I was working there, I just, you know, felt very inspired to finally produce my own completely original song. So I had been writing since I started moving to New York in that was October 2014. And I think I released it in like February or March 2015. So it took like five months for me to, you know, kind of write something and get like confidence up and all of that stuff to finally release it. And, um, and and learn how to produce in such a basic way. But yeah, it was, I mean, it was really cool to have something that was my own completely original. And even though it wasn't the best, like all of my friends were like, yo, this is amazing. And they meant it, you know, yeah, that's because awesome. it was something totally new that, you know, I had created and brought into this world. So it was like all of our collective baby, we raised <laughs> it as a community. We, we patted its little head. Yeah. And then when it got old and we realized that its younger brother was cuter, we ditched it. But <laughs> <laughs> but it was important. It, happens, it was an important guys, it happens. <laughs> it does. It does. But it lay yeah, out. I mean, it was it was huge and you know, it was just really exciting to to be able to share something and you know, have my family be like, oh, he's he's really going for it now. Okay. Nice. He sounds like he's having some issues, but you know, he's <laughs> he'll get better. I see the potential. Right. What would and you write about at the time? So yeah, my first single is actually one that is out. I actually redid it. So I released it in 2015 and then redid it and released it in 2016 as my first single. It's called Symmetry. By the way, my name's Kisos, K-I-S-O-S -S, on like Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, all of that stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's called Symmetry. It was about self-doubt. So it's basically about, you know, how we all feel like, you know, we all have these voices in our heads telling us that we're not good enough. Um, and kind of how we don't have to be alone in that feeling. And, you know, by knowing that everyone is going through this, we can kind of lift each other up and get through the get through the trash together yes. um, and just remind ourselves like, hey, no matter what, the only person that's actually like talking, talking doo doo about me is these voices <laughs> in my head. Like, I know I can do it. My friends believe in me. My family believes in me. It's just this little like whisper that for some reason is like so loud and it's yeah. blocking everything it's out. So, so we got to block that voice out. Yeah. And, you know, just get past it. So that's what it was about. And then after that, it was kind of just like existential things like about, you know, also wanting to give up, like you said, like the roller coaster. I'm mm -hmm. like, what's the point? What's yeah. the point of this? So I tried to keep my my music definitely has like a more gloomy edge to it. But I try to keep some sort of like hope in there at the end mm -hmm. of the tunnel or at the very least, even if it's like just super depressing the whole time, I always try to come with the message of maybe I'm kind of like teasing myself about it a little bit, mm -hmm. or, you know, not fully taking it seriously, or again, knowing that like, this is something that we can all get through together. So we just once we once we get these feelings out and make them known, then they're out of our system, and we can move on to bigger and better things. Yeah, and it's real too. It's like some people are afraid to tap into those places where they talk about real stuff. Like if you listen yeah. to I feel like it's not as much these days, but there was a period in pop music where people were just talking about partying and dancing and drinking and all that stuff. And I feel like these days it still exists. That part of pop music still exists. But I feel like mm -hmm. people like Ed Sheeran, for example, and Adele, like they really bring the real factor into like pop music and people have been listening. I, I remember Lord was also like a big moment in pop industry. 
yeah. where people started listening to the lyrics instead of actually being like focusing or being distracted by the shenanigans that were happening in the instrumentals or any of that right, stuff. shenanigans i love that <laughs> and, <clears throat> and all of that is important obviously like we, we're not blaming the you know all types of music are amazing and they they were mm -hmm. in the in the mainstream you know for a reason but it, it is it is important to talk about those real topics and i do think that like i sort of in in my own way i sort of try to implement that on my streams because a lot of times people try to be like oh uh, let's be super positive and let's just talk about positive things yeah. and let's just be super bubbly and super whatever but that's just not realistic like sometimes you do okay. need someone to talk about like how it was growing up as an lgbt person and how it was to deal with like trolls for example when you do your yeah. when you do your work and you have to deal with that on social media or whatever it may be so it, it is important to have those conversations and it's really commendable that your first song your first original song was like about something like so like important so kudos to trying you to, to make a movement yes. but yeah i mean that's that's really true it's like i i you know i think there's definitely a very important place like you said for like just random pop music about like just doing whatever the heck you want mm -hmm. and you know just partying and having fun and all of that stuff yeah. i'm definitely gonna make some of those songs too i just yes. had some bad things to say first <laughs> you, you just had to get some things out of the way and some you know yeah. instead of subtweeting you're doing great stuff out of it so you know <laughs> subtweeting is yeah. also important i guess you know <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever helps you vent as long as you're not actually hurting someone's feelings you know right could just write it in a diary instead of writing it in a public exactly. social media forum mm -hmm. or make a beautiful song out of it hey listen uh, exactly <laughs> now you're thinking ruby yes now yes <laughs> um as someone um and i'm sure a lot of people can relate with me in that sense of like there's a lot of people that have been told they either have a talent or like, oh, you should do music or you should try that out. You should sing or whatever. And but they don't necessarily have the tools within themselves to actually give it a try or to mm. know how to even begin. I'm I'm the queen of I want to do that, but I don't know how the hell I'm going to do it. So I'm just going to get overwhelmed and I'm just going to sit in a corner and do nothing. So oh. what advice do you have for someone who you know, may or may not have experience being that person who doesn't do things because they get overwhelmed by how to get started. <laughs> that is my life. So <laughs> believe me. Okay, first of all, I didn't start playing guitar. I Now when I do music on streams, I'm pretty much always playing guitar. I didn't start playing guitar until like, I don't know, two years ago. Finally, I was like, because they just kept putting it off. I was like, you know what? It's just like, it's going to be too hard. There's no point. It's already too late. Like I'm 27 now, but you know, when I was like 23 or 24, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to be 25 almost. It's going to be too late for me to learn guitar now. Oh my God. It's like, that is so, that is, that is something you have to break. Mm -hmm. But also when it came to like making music and producing, I did not know where to start. All I knew was, okay, Amazon, let me look up some reviews. Let me see. Oh, there's this <laughs> recording package where it comes with like the the audio interface, which you know a lot of people like on on Twitch, for example, use like the Scarlet X two I two or whatever Scarlet or like Audio Box. It came with the mic, it came with headphones, and I was like, okay, well, I don't know how to use this stuff yet, but I will <laughs> buy it because that will force me to figure it out because I know this is something that I want to do. Right. Um, and then from there, kind of like figuring out, okay, I have to download. It just took a long, it took a long time and it was so stressful. I mean, once I, then like learning how to hook things up, I would just like, I would literally like scream and like 
hit my head. I used to cope in with frustration in very unhealthy ways. Um, so I used to literally like bash my head oh, no. um, when I would like get frustrated because I was just like, I don't understand. Like I'm following the, t you know, when you, you know what the worst <laughs> thing is when you're following a tutorial oh my God. step by step, exactly <laughs> doing what you're supposed to be doing. And then somehow it doesn't work. It's so frustrating. That kills me. <laughs> kills me and oh my gosh that was basically me making music for the first like two years it was like every time i would you know try to make an upgrade or like use a new software or something like that mm -hmm. it wouldn't work i would freak out i would scream i would call my call my roommate to come help me because he's much more level-headed my roommate who was also my boyfriend and or ex-boyfriend however you look at it um long story ladies <laughs> and yeah long story no no time for that one today if you want to hear about my ex my ex my ex expeditions Ooh. Um, you have to come to my stream for that later. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm very messy. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. But it seems like I am from my story. Um, yeah, it's, or, yeah, sometimes, you know, tutorials, like, ooh, oh, sorry, everyone, I punched Wow, it so aggressive. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm getting so angry. <laughs> um, sometimes, yeah, in, like, tutorials, you know, they'll, like, skip something that is, like, right. common knowledge. But because it's, like, the first time that you're doing it, it's not common knowledge. So, right. I mean, there's been a lot of that. But I've just forced myself kind of also out of necessity because I was, like, I can't afford to pay a producer. I cannot pay to. Right. I can't afford to, to do for anyone to, to hire anyone for anything. So I have to learn how to do this myself if I want to do it. And I don't know, honestly, for most of my life, I didn't really believe in myself that much. So I don't know what made me believe in myself. I guess I just had a really great support group around me. I mean, I know I, I always came from like a very loving, supportive family, but you know, some, if you're not with your family all the time, even if they love you, you that doesn't necessarily help you like feel like, okay, mm -hmm. my mom loves me so I can do this thing. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm, so I don't, I don't really know, but if like, here, if you feel like it's too late to start something, you better start it now. Yes. Why not? Why not? Um, if you feel like you're too busy, maybe you are, but you either have to figure that out or make some sacrifices in your life. Here's the other thing. I, after I worked at that PR firm, I completely hated it. I, I have hated every job I ever had, to be honest. <laughs> Me? I, like, hated. <laughs> like, not just, yeah, it's okay. Hated. Like, panic attacks, diarrhea, everything. Oh, damn. You name it. I had it. Um, diarrhea was my first job. Every morning. <laughs> would, she got literally, messy I would make, real quick. I would, yeah, look, I might not be a messy person, uh, you know, drama-wise, <laughs> but physically, apparently. But no, it was because I would be, I would wake up so stressed every mm -hmm. morning that my stomach would just be like, Ugh. no, I know what you and feel. Then, yeah, I know. I know okay. that feeling. I know you're not alone. You're not weird. I'm just, you know, <laughs> trying to be like, you know, you know what? Let me reassure you so that people in the chat watching are not like, oh, my God, this is so weird. Who's like who's <laughs> pooping every morning before like, work? I'm like, same right. girl. <laughs> Just crickets in the background. Oh, nobody else. Oh, OK, never mind. Scratch <laughs> that from the record. Delete that part from the highlight. Delete. <laughs> um, yeah, and then my my music PR job, I just had like I literally I had never had a panic attack before in my life, and I didn't even know what was happening. But I just would like start crying, and I couldn't move before work sometimes because I would just be so stressed, and I just like feel like everyone's you know, especially in big cities, people are, your job is always trying to take advantage of you. You mm -hmm. might not have the best coworkers. My I had actually amazing coworkers except for a couple that were like very cutthroat, but I didn't have to talk to them. So I was like very much a math. Um. And uh, I don't even remember how I got started on this. What were we talking about? <laughs> how to like... I'm just reliving trauma now. Like how to like stop... Uh, uh...
situation where you're, you know... I actually don't remember. <laughs> no, uh, we were like talking about how like to get started when you don't know how to start. And you were talking about like the jobs that you hated and. Oh, yes. Okay. I do remember I that that all did have to do with something. So to, to loop it back into starting when you don't know where to start and you feel overwhelmed. Another thing that I did that, you know, I realized after working at that PR job where we were getting paid like $12 an hour in one of the most expensive cities in the US and the world, Damn. $12 an hour is not that much. Um, I mean, I don't know how much it is in euros, maybe like nine. Yeah, I think so. Nine euros an yeah. hour or something. Um, it's very low. Um, they've actually raised the minimum wage here, but it's still low. I mean, that wasn't minimum wage. Anyway, <laughs> but I was like, the, the good thing about that job made me realize that, okay, if I'm making $12 an hour working 40 hours a week, I could actually work a part-time job for like $20 an hour and make just as much money, if not more. So when I quit that job, I started looking for a part-time job that paid better and I found one. So that gave me a lot more flexibility to, you know, not feel like, oh, I'm going to a nine to five job. Now I have to, you know, maybe you stream too, maybe mm -hmm. you have to whatever. But time is a luxury in this world. It's like one of the only things that everyone uh, you know, it's like the currency of our lives, basically. Right. Are you selling yourself to a company or are you selling yourself to who are you selling yourself to is basically what life is. Right. So trying to break out of that is really good um, or at least finding a job that you really enjoy. Um, oh. But yeah, having more free time, working part time definitely helped me, um, you know, not stress as much about figuring things out. Um so that, you know, I would always be in a sh bad mood. I wouldn't always be stressed out. I was able to move along a little bit faster and see probably more progress sooner. Um, so, I mean, yeah, if you can figure out a way to work less and still make some money or, you know, you don't have to be in a huge city. If you really want to do music, girl, move to the middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. go to Wyoming where there's more cows than people. <laughs> you can probably get a nice place for like $300, $400 a month. And, you know, maybe you could, if you have like digital skills or whatever, you could be doing, you know, marketing for a company in, in New York that's paying you $20, $30 an hour, but you're only paying Wyoming rent. So then right. you have plenty of time, you can save your money, you can save whatever, all of that stuff. Yes. Um, the thing about excuses yeah. is that they're valid. Like that, that is like, that, that's the thing. It's like a lot yeah. of people are they like, are. oh, don't make excuses. It's like, well, people are always going to make excuses. And I was actually talking about this uh, with someone the other day because they were talking about streaming and stuff like that. And, and they were talking about how they want to quit their job and stuff like that. And it's like, well, you're always going to have an excuse. You're not, you're never going to have the perfect timing to do anything. Sometimes you can make it work. Like, you know, instead of having a full-time job, you can try to get into a part-time job, for example. That's kind of what I'm trying to work with at the moment as well. But the thing mm -hmm. is like, it's always going to be like, it's either like, oh, I don't know where to start. Okay. Then you're never going to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's very right. bad. But I'm also yeah. talking like that, and I also fully have a MIDI keyboard that I've never used in my life <laughs> somewhere in my closet because I bought it. I was like, yes, let's get it. And then I never got into actually learning how to use it or any of that. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm also yeah. talking because I need to hear it. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. But it's also, I mean, like, look at yourself. You know, I'm sure you work another job. You, you seem to insinuate that just yes. now. And you're streaming for what, like five hours, multiple days a week? Yes. Like, days a week. And you have to... And you see three days a week streaming for five hours, plus like a 30, 40 hour job. Um, you have to eat. Yes. You have to wash your clothes. You have, you know, hopefully 
you know, other things that you're doing to like, you know, seeing a friend now and again, or mm -hmm. even just talking on the phone to people, you know, there's, it, there's just, there's literally never enough time in the day. So right. like, you can't, you also can't feel guilty for doing the things that you don't feel like you have time for. It's kind of a double-edged sword, you mm -hmm. know, if you want to do something, you really have to push yourself for it. But if you don't have time, if you're always stressed and tired, then like you can't feel guilty about like, oh, I'm not doing anything with my life or I really, right. why didn't I start music? I'm so, I'm such a piece of poop. It's like, okay, but you're, you're wor just working is enough. And right. then doing Twitch on top of that is enough, like way more than enough. Mm -hmm. Just, just literally being an adult. My God, so much work. Just so existing, honestly. Seriously, it's serious. It's really serious. But I also have to remind myself of that because, you know, if I feel For like, sure. oh, I'm not growing enough in my music, I'm not growing enough in Twitch, I'm not growing enough in this. And then I would take a step back and I'm like, wait, but I'm kind of running like three companies right now. Like, it's okay. Like, I'm doing good in all of them just because yeah. I'm not exploding in any of them. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not easy to have a music career, have a Twitch career. And right. then also do like music marketing for other clients and walk a dog and have a, a boyfriend and have friends and eat and shower and, you know, maybe try to go to the gym sometimes. It's literally impossible. So you have yeah. to figure out what are your priorities. My priority is clearly not eating enough or going to the gym. I'm not going to be no thick boy anytime soon with no <laughs> muscles. I would love to be, but I don't have time. So right. I used to be self-conscious of that too. Like in past relationships, I'm like, oh, maybe he wants someone more muscular. Maybe he wants Aww. someone. I don't have time. If you want someone more muscular, go date somebody else. Because I'm. If you, <laughs> you want a musician, if you want an entertainer, yeah. If you want, if you want me, I'm here. There if you, you don't, if you just want somebody else. Go ahead, because I don't have time to do anything. <laughs> I don't have time to change myself for you. I really don't. Yeah. Took me a lot to realize that though. Right? Why waste your time like trying to like change who you are or trying to become someone else? That is so true. Uh, it is it is a matter of prioritizing because we only have 24 hours in a day. We spend a lot of it mm -hmm. sleeping because you should because you right. should get rest and you shouldn't, you know, be here doing the most and falling apart. Like that's kind of the worst um, thing that I see about like Internet culture these days, which is like everybody has this like grind mindset the grind and the hustle and how it's like seen as like this this great thing that everyone should be doing mm -hmm. if you're grinding and hustling it means you're tired and you're dying just to try to be successful yes like sure yes. i guess to some degree it's like it has to be this this rat race of you know who are the serious people versus not mm -hmm. but at this point we're all working like 50 60 70 80 hours a week just trying to do what we want to do and just trying to like you know forge our own path and it's like is this glamorous? No. Should it be like seen as something that like, oh yeah, keep grinding, man. No, like no. I don't want to be grinding. I don't want any of us to be grinding. Can't we all just be successful and <laughs> eat a cake made of rainbows and poop butterflies or whatever they say in Mean Girls? Honestly, that would be pretty great. No, but I, I, I really, really don't like that because it's like, I, I even heard like the, someone saying like, oh, when someone, when, when you're resting, someone else is working. You know what I mean? Like people have that right. sort of mentality of like, while you're asleep, someone else is like not sleeping as much because they're sacrificing because they're better than you because they right. they they value their work more than you. They want success yeah. more than you because they're sleeping like two hours a day. Like, no, honey, I value myself over any sort of success that I'm pursuing. <laughs> like Exactly. That's true, too. Like maybe you'll get success, but you'll die getting there. And mm -hmm. then is it worth it? You don't have any energy energy you didn't have time to enjoy your life during that right. during that point i also felt that way in terms of like in my last relationship the one that my new songs are about Ooh. 
um, you know, I, I didn't necessarily feel bad that I was like not releasing. I sometimes I would feel bad saying like, oh, I am not releasing enough music, but I was just enjoying being in love, you know, right. and like just being with somebody that I cared about. And, you know, I realized later, like, oh, I was sacrificing way too much of my time for him that he obviously didn't deserve. You know, I should have just broken it off sooner. But, you know, I there's literally there's nothing wrong with whatever you want to do and how you're right. doing it. As long as you feel OK with what you're doing, don't let anyone else make you feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Although it is important sometimes to reevaluate um, choices that you may be making, because yeah. a lot of the times... Um, I see people who like they're like, oh, I want to start streaming, but I don't have the time. And I'm like, okay, but you just tweeted about you doing like a marathon on Netflix for like three hours. Couldn't you have streamed for like an hour? Or you know what I mean? It's right. like it is very easy. And like I said, excuses are valid. That's why we make them because they are make right. sense to us. But if you if you actually make it a priority to do something you know just sacrifice a little bit of that netflix time you can still do it schedule it in right. please but you know just you know do a little bit less of it and it's something that all of us can learn and sometimes like you, sometimes people post things on social media and you have to 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 be aware that they're not this positive person all the time a lot of the times they're probably saying it because they want to remind themselves of it i know i do that sometimes mm -hmm. i'm at work being like be grateful for your opportunities while i'm like i wish i couldn't i didn't have this opportunity <laughs> but you know i do and i have to yeah. work with it you know right i mean you it, grateful mindset is also you know really important and just recognizing everything that you have because otherwise you're never going to find happiness mm -hmm. finding happiness for me has always just been being happy with where I am no matter what yes. and accepting where I am in every little thing. Because look, I live in New York. I'm paying my own rent. I run a business. I make music. I'm on Twitch. I have great friends. I have all of these things. And to some people, it might seem like I have everything. Meanwhile, to me, I'm like, I'm over here dying. I like don't I, I live with my boyfriend and I barely get to see him. I never really get to see my friends, even though I, you know, feel like I have a lot of them. I'm always tired, all of this stuff. But it's just, OK, well, I'm grateful for all of the things that I do have instead of focusing on like, oh, how come like this number isn't high enough? How come this? How mm -hmm. come that? Blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, <laughs> so much so, noise in your head when you do that yeah but we all do so it at some point or another we do it's i mean it's very normal mm -hmm. everything's normal that's the other thing too like everyone you know often feels like the struggle that they're going through is unique and nope. it's not <laughs> and that <laughs> should be a good thing you should feel you should realize that like everyone around you can probably help you through the same thing right um, so reach out. There's a lot of great people. I'm always here. I feel yeah. like Ruby is a great person who wants to talk. Thank you. I am. Um, I mean, I ain't so always great. got time. Just kidding. But I always got, I always got intention. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I can't respond right away, I always try. Yeah, um, absolutely. People always see the highlight reel, which is like social media. Like you just yeah. see the highlight reel. You see everybody getting things done. You see them, but you don't see like the hours before that where they were like, I have no idea what to do. But then they eventually yeah. figured it out after having a mental breakdown. And then they just posted right. afterwards. They were like, oh my God, being so productive today. But like an hour yeah. ago, they were having a mental breakdown because they didn't have, right. they didn't have an idea of what to do. So uh, it yeah. is very important to keep that in mind that like you just, you're just seeing the highlight reel from, from people. You're not necessarily seeing their day-to-day step-by-step -day, um, sort of scenario. Um, yeah. And speaking and of the step-by-step -step scenario, uh, so how did you feel like you have, you've evolved as an artist from that first song until 
bringing back to the present 2019 with your latest single and music video. How did you feel like you've grown since um, back in the days? Mm -hmm. I think... I think the biggest thing for me has more been growing as like a person versus like feeling like my skills have improved, although they definitely have. Um, I mean, I feel like I've just gone through so much life at this point from moving across the country to, you know, finding, you know, myself as, you know, a fully out gay person dating using getting addicted to grinder, pulling myself away from it. Um, and, you know, just making these relationships and seeing how cutthroat life can be and just basically just growing through life. I mean, I think I've honestly kind of stayed pretty much myself in this in throughout all of it. Um, but I uh, I've I've again, I've come out of my shell more. I've become more open and more vulnerable um, in ways that I think are really helpful, kind of going back to like the step-by-step -step stuff that you were talking about or like social media, you know, people don't see the whole journey. It's like, I always try to, although sometimes it's like, okay, I should post something promo-y today. I should post something cute. <laughs> right. But there's also times, you know, where I'll post like me crying because I think like that stuff is important. Like seeing the real stuff and seeing the doubts, not necessarily being like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. I suck ass. Mm -hmm. Like that's not productive for anyone. Yeah. It's not productive <laughs> for you to post that. It's not going to make you feel better. It's not going to make anyone sympathetic to what you're going through. Nope. If you're just constantly beating yourself up like that. Um, but you know, just, just being real and being vulnerable. And I just always keep trying to do that more and more and keep, I, I mean, I've just been trying to build more community since yes. then. Honestly, I don't feel like I've, I don't think my music has changed that much. It, it's definitely leveled up. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I've, but it's really just been about trying to share myself with more people and meet more people, yes. um, and, you know, use all of our connections to just like power ourselves up and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, I oh, wish I had awesome. a, a more exciting answer, but it just feels like, <laughs> it no, just I, feels it, like butterflying you know just it's yeah. just going through the regular regular progression yeah it's like organic it's like it would be i guess it would be weird in a sense if you had like specific things in mind where you were like so this year i decided to change and and do that thing like it seems yeah. like it was more of an organic process for you in a way that you can't you're not even aware of like when exactly things happened or yeah. pinpointing certain aspects of your life. It just sort of happened as you went along, which is really nice and very organic and very truthful. So that is really yeah, I guess it, commendable. Like you said, like you said, it kind of I guess it it kind of makes sense because I've always tried to be a very like authentic, vulnerable, mm -hmm. real person. So it's like I don't know, it's not like I'm trying like different personas or anything yeah. like has my music changed a little bit? Yes. Like, especially this new song is definitely more like dancey, like top 40 pop type of stuff. And is that necessarily how my music will sound in the future? No. But I just kind of wanted something that um, sounded super professional that I could have on my resume that I knew that, you know, big publications like Billboard would want. And yes. but the, the content is still very raw, like all mm -hmm. of the music that I wrote for this this next EP that I'm releasing, hopefully sometime in the summer, because I wrote it two years ago. Yes. Um, See, that's the other thing too. Summer like, queen. I, I still procrastinate. Like, I still am <laughs> on my, on my, on my BS, if you mm -hmm. will. Um, like, I wrote this music almost two years ago after my breakup in like July 2017, and I wrote everything between like then and December, and I've only released one song from it. 
Oh my um, god, um, how dare you? Very, Just kidding. Very raw, very sexy. Um, and um, yeah, I just, no matter what, even, even when it's like party stuff, you know what? I feel like it's still going to be like real. I'm always going to have that personality in there, mm -hmm. no matter if it's just like a more like fluffy pop song with no deeper meaning or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. and that's the other thing that I love about being like, knowing how to produce my own music, even if I'm definitely not the best, but I'm getting better. But I love just having, being able to control everything about it and being able yeah. to just say like, yes, this is how I wanted to say everything, not just in the lyrics, but, you know, in like the instruments, in the way that, you know, the emotion moves you and it crescendos and all of that stuff. Absolutely. Like people don't understand a lot of the times, like when you're seeing someone, let me use an example that I guess would be more recognizable. Uh, if you see someone like Britney Spears at like, let's say the toxic days, you know, for a fact, she didn't like think of the music video. She didn't have any say over her outfit. She didn't have any say over her hair. Like, I'm sure there were several points in her life where she was like, I don't want to be a blonde anymore. This is boring. But they were like, no, that's your brand. This is the Britney Spears that people want to see, whatever it is. So right. people take that for granted a lot of the times. And that's actually something that people in the more like indie, more side of things, they they get a they get a choice over everything like you can literally wear whatever you want you can say whatever you want you can live stream you don't have to be like on a live stream being like oh i can't talk about this i can't do that obviously there are certain things that you probably shouldn't or you probably wouldn't want to talk right. about but um or certain contracts or certain deals about certain things but you people sometimes don't understand how much control people in the mainstream industry don't really have over anything like anything that you wear them they see them wear on television they didn't pick that out a lot of the times anything that right. they're saying in the interviews they're not really um saying that because they want to they're saying that because someone is like okay this is the story right. of the album right. this is the concept this is what you have to say so you know yeah be, be more aware of that and more appreciative of your of your amazing artists like this because they actually <laughs> are telling a story that they want to tell and they're doing it in their own terms yeah, and people ask like, oh, do you want to be on like a major label? Do you want to like do this? And it's like, I mean, maybe, but only if I can still control all my stuff. Like mm -hmm. I'm not pressed about it. Obviously, I'm not big enough to be on a label now anyway. But, you know, if <laughs> for some reason someone approached me or even an indie label, it's like, I don't know. Like I would work with a manager. Sure. Someone who can help me like, you know, work on my business stuff and, yeah. you know, help curate deals and broker stuff with me. Um, but, and you know, I'm happy to pay them of course, but yeah. they wouldn't own me. They would just get money for doing their job mm -hmm. just like anyone would versus like when you're a label, you're, you're working for the label. You are an employee of them. You're not really an, you're an artist. Yes. But you, you know, they're loaning you money that you have to make back. So it sounds stressful too. Yeah. I get stressed really easy. Like <laughs> I need to take my time. I need to take my two years to release one single. I need to take my 18 months to, you know, do whatever, like, right. Yeah. Major label, I'm scared. <laughs> Honestly, like a lot of the times we like we get this illusion that like, oh, I would love to be on a record label and all that stuff. But now I'm kind of thankful. Like I'm thankful that my parents didn't have me out and about like going for auditions and stuff like that. Because who knows? Like, have you seen people 
Um, no, I guess I should use another example. I don't want to talk about Britney all all day long, but like Amanda <laughs> Bynes, for example, right? Like, do you guys do you guys know this is what happens when you become famous at a super young age and you have no control over any of it. And right. sometimes it's not even you signing a contract. It's your parents. And now you're stuck with it because your parents signed mm -hmm. something without you fully realizing what it was. So it is uh, I do ha I do have a lot of those moments where I'm like grateful for the fact that I anything that I post on social media, anything that I do on Twitch, anything I do on YouTube, it's like I'm behind all of it. Like there's nobody telling me you should do this, you should do that, or you have to do this or you have to do that. It's like we're, we live in a time where you can literally do what you want to a certain degree. Obviously, there's terms of service and, and such, but right. um Within reason, I guess you can do whatever you want and you, you don't need like this big machine behind you pushing all the buttons like, hey, homegirl got got on Billboard and uh, she didn't need a, a big machine behind her. So um, the same, the same. But I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> By the way, how was that to go from like releasing a song to like it being featured on Billboard? Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I, I, I'd gotten some press before, but nothing as big as Billboard. Well, actually, the song got on like a playlist on Billboard. It, I mean, now since I've been in New York, it, it actually is like, it's kind of sad in a way because I'm kind of desensitized mm. just because I know so many people who have been on it. And it's like, oh, yeah, like I didn't know that my music video was going to get on there. So when I got that email back, like that was exciting. But like oh. when I was going to be on the Billboard playlist, I was like kind of expecting it because I'm friends with the guy who runs it. I knew oh, that the song was good enough, stuff like that. So I, again, try to like stay grateful and know that mm -hmm. like, hey, to me, it might not even seem like it should feel like the biggest deal because think about like. When I was nine, when I was, you know, even two years ago, what I have thought, yep, your next thing's going to be in Billboard. Like, how many people can say they've been in Billboard? Right. Not many. Nope. But to me, because I work in music PR, it seems like just another, you know, publication to get on, even yeah. though it's very difficult. You know, it's one of the hardest to get into. Mm -hmm. But I also see it from kind of like the business perspective of like, well, if your music's good enough and if you got the connection, they'll put you on. Yeah. So, but I mean, I've, I've pitched a lot of other clients to these same places and they don't necessarily get accepted mm -hmm. you know the editor will be like mm, sorry gonna pass on this one so you know i gotta remember like this is a big yeah. deal honey. <laughs> this is a big yeah. deal and it was exciting i was honestly more excited when i um though released my first single and i think that was kind of like what broke the barrier for me it was you know i did pitch it to somebody that i knew who was gonna like you know write an article on it and it's like a site that you know most mainstream people haven't heard of it's called atwood magazine but like within the music community it's like they have a they have a good name mm -hmm. and just when he was like yes of course i'll cover this this is amazing like holy crap i just was like whoa okay like <laughs> my music doesn't suck yeah like, my music's really good it is. and i just like cried Aww. i just cried I took video. I think I posted it on my Instagram stories. I mean, this was a few months ago, so it's not there anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just like, wow, okay. Because, you know, going through this, going through the process is like, even when I released my my other singles and stuff, it was like, I was doing it myself. It wasn't the most professional. I was very self-conscious of it, even though people were like loving it. I'm at least saying they weren't convincing me that they were. Um, <laughs> it's like when your mom like, is like, you look, your outfit is on yeah. point today. And you're like, you're my mom. You have to right. say that. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, I don't know. I mean, I actually believed people, but maybe they were saying it just because they, they wanted to support me. Um, and I mean, yeah, like I did get some, some press coverage, but I also got a lot of, you know, responses like, oh, like 
this is really missing or like, oh, you need to work on your voice. You need to work on this. You need to work on that. Mm. And I'm just like, okay, well, I spent a year working on this and all I get out of it is you telling me that I suck. So, Damn. you know, it also, it, it definitely built some thicker skin for me and built up, right. built up some walls. So I think I kind of let those walls back down after I started getting, you know, press for my new song, Happily Ever After. And then, yeah, with the video, I mean, I, I was still like really excited to get it on Billboard and then, you know, see it on like New Now Next, which is run by Logo. Yeah. Drag Race used to be on if you didn't know. Yeah. Uh, so that one actually surprised me. I actually got more excited for that one, even though it was like a much smaller deal, just because <laughs> I didn't expect it. And it was my first time. And, you know, all of that. I was like, whoa, I'm right? one of like five songs that they chose this week. Oh, <laughs> even though I sent him the email, you know, I was like, <laughs> as my manager, because I, I do, like I said, I do run a PR company. So it looks very legit. Wow. It doesn't look like an artist writing their own thing. So it's like, <laughs> my name at millerplace.co hello jay <laughs> i saw this and i thought you would love this artist kisos here's a little about the song blah 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 yes but yeah you know like in pr it's maybe for every 10 20 emails you'll get one person covering you so right. i have like you know another big you know pretty juicy place cover me i was like oh my god yeah oh, okay <laughs> Of course, you you gotta feel your olds. You gotta feel your olds when it happens. Yeah. Uh, we actually had got a really good uh question from chat. This is from Sly Hayato Blur, uh, and he asks, "What uh what is a good rotation between streaming music, your PR company, all of that stuff? Like, how do you? What is a good balance that you have? You found a good balance between all of them?" I found a better balance. Okay. I used to have no progress. balance. <laughs> I used to like not work on music at all, even when I was releasing music. Like honestly, between I probably the last time I worked on my original music was probably like June of last year until I started working on the the single that I released in February, Happily Ever After. But the only reason I worked on that so much was because I was collaborating with another producer. So he'd be like, okay, here's when I have studio time. So I'd be like, okay, well, let's go. Let's go record. Let's go do this stuff. <laughs> So if I hadn't hired someone to work with me on it, I don't even know if I would have finished the song by now. Um, but so for me, I think it just comes down to your priorities. Um, obviously, if you have a main job, you can't get out of that. And with me, you know, yes, I make honestly, like I'm very happy with the income that, you know, my community has blessed me with. We're getting close to being able to pay rent, which is lit. I would yes. love to, you know, not have to. I mean, I do like doing marketing for other artists, but it's stressful and you know, it's very tiring, time-consuming work. And so is streaming, but mm -hmm. streaming is a little more fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I would rather just, you know, make my full-time income with, with streaming. Um, but I think, so the main thing for me is, you know, obviously if I have clients I need to work with, no matter what, I got to get that done because they're paying me and I'm not going to let them down. Yeah. Um, and then streaming actually is something I've been more dedicated to than music. Once I set up my schedule, I was like, okay, you're a streamer, you're doing this. <laughs> so, you know, at first I just set aside, I think like two hours, um, I don't remember what days, maybe like three days a week, mm -hmm. um, three or four, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I did Monday through Thursday, I don't know. And I did like two hours a night, I started there. And then I like changed my schedule up where I started streaming two and a half hours and then three hours. And I, you know, found the time that I liked the best or, mm -hmm. you know, where I noticed like, hey, there's actually like more people can come at this time. So I'm gonna start streaming around here. Um, but I've just stuck to that. That has been like the base for my routine because even when I have clients, very rarely do I skip 
you know, streams, unless I just really am like overwhelmed or tired or need a break. But right. so that's been a good framework for me is just like picking something, I would say outside of your main job, pick something and pick a time where you're like, okay, from 8pm to 10pm, or you know, whatever, I'm going to do this thing. So like, for example, you know, say you get home from work at six, you make your dinner, whatever, or you relax. See, that's the thing. When you get home from work, you have two options, relax or eat. Right. And you can either cook or spend money. Those are, that's the, that's the option within the option. And it's like, hello. So it's like, you get home, you can like, you can either eat or whatever, and then you can work. And then you can relax after you do your eight to 10 thing. Or, you know, you can really just like starve yourself, get back from work at six and just say, you know what, from six, I'm going to kick off my shoes. You know, maybe I'll take like a half an hour break and like grab a snack and like watch a show or something. And then after that, from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., I am working on whatever it is. And then, you know, from 9 to 11, you can do whatever. You can rest, you can relax and then go to sleep and hopefully get a good night's sleep. Yes, But even if it's just an hour, you know, even if you just... Here's the thing. I always used to psych myself out with two hour blocks. I used to be like, oh, I don't have two hours. I can't work on music. I don't have enough time. I'm just going to get interrupted. Oh, <laughs> and that's how I stopped myself from working on music for so long. Um, and then my therapist was like, just do it for half an hour. Like, think about <laughs> if you had just done a half an hour, how much farther you would be instead right. of feeling like you have to do like these big chunks. So you know, if you want to stream, maybe, you know, just spend a half an hour, you know, for a few weeks, just getting your stuff together. Yeah. Maybe just start streaming on, you know, doing a couple hours on the weekend, like Saturday, Sunday. So it doesn't even conflict with your, or, you know, Friday, Saturday or something, just yeah. so it doesn't even conflict with your stuff. Um, and um, yeah, that's just, I say, start out slow, start with one thing. And then once you really get in the habit and the routine of like streaming or whatever, then you know you can add in a third thing mm -hmm. but i mean again there's only so much time in the day so right make sure that you're resting and don't feel guilty for taking time off taking rest or whatever because if you feel guilty for like taking a nap or whatever then it wastes you like the pleasure that you needed to get out of that nap yeah. and the rest out of it absolutely so don't feel guilty don't no. feel guilty no not at all treat yourselves take care of yourselves um especially now with like by the time we're filming this, it's like exam season and stuff like that. And a lot of people are yeah. like ramming and a lot of people are having a hard time. And I'm just like, please, like school is important. Stay in school, all that jazz. But like, it's not the end all be all if you don't have the best grade or if you don't have the grade that you think you should have. It's like, you know, I, I would always when I was uh, I didn't go to college, but I went when I was in high school, I um I would have this cutoff time where after a certain time, I wouldn't study. I wouldn't do any homework. I wouldn't do yeah. anything school related because I was like, I'm just not like anything that I learn past this time. I'm not going to retain because I'm not going to have enough rest to actually right. retain all that information. So I'm just not going to do it. And I would have, you know, pretty decent grades. I'm not going to say I was top of, of the class, but I got by and I, I'm yeah, doing the same thing. Yes, I'm doing the same kinds of jobs that everybody who graduated with me are doing. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not like we are because they got better grades. They're doing something that I'm not or they're untouchable or anything like that. No, like it's school. You you eventually get out of it and 
the big the the human um adult world is way bigger than whatever grade you had in high school or whatever average you had in college or whatever it's like it's yeah it's not it's not the end all be all so treat yourselves and take care of yourselves you don't even have to like include it on your resume if it's good sure if it's not good (laughs) half the time they don't even do like a really good background check honestly (laughs) i know i'm in the minority but every job i had they never even like did a check on me damn i don't think but i worked for like smaller companies or you know they were maybe kind of a little sketch in the sense that they just mm-hmm. like needed to hire someone i was definitely the best person for the job and i did great but yes. like they just wanted to hire someone mm-hmm. you know they just wanted to hire, they didn't care like about grades or like where you went to college um now if so I, what i'm saying is don't lie on your resume and say you went to college if you didn't <laughs> however just know that you know it's that the message of that is the same. Like people don't necessarily care. It's you don't have to go mm-hmm. to the best school. You don't have yeah. to get the best grade. What's more important is showing experience because that's what's gotten me all my jobs is, you know, do internships if you haven't, or, you know, just try to try, get something. Or if no one's hiring you, then figure out what you can do on your own. You know, maybe yeah. like, you know, for example, marketing, if no one was hiring me in marketing, I could do all of this individual research. Maybe I could start a little blog. Maybe I could start YouTube, just something that shows that I care, that I have interest, that, you know, maybe I was, you know, working with my friends, social media, helping market them. If mm-hmm. you can't get a job, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just means, you know, maybe other people have more experience. It doesn't mean you're yeah. bad. It just means maybe someone else was better, but you can always be better too. You can always improve yourself. So, yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes, okay. that tongue pop. Do no, it. Bad. <laughs> it happens. Sometimes you're into it and you're like, let me do it. And then it sucks. And you're like, wow, I really, that was not what I expected. <laughs> that wasn't the moment that I needed. Oh, well. <laughs> it was the moment was. that we all deserved, but you know, it, it's it's fine. It, sometimes the universe <laughs> just pulls just pull some pranks on us. It's fine. Um, but yeah, speaking of, of the marketing, I'm actually very curious because um i only know of a handful of people that actually do educational stuff on their streams and you happen to do your educational moments on on your streams with with marketing so do you want to do you want to get into that a little bit sure yeah i've i've started doing it maybe like three months ago two or three months ago um just because i felt like twitch has such a big music community but so few people know about it but Mm -hmm. also outside of twitch even less people know about all of the great musicians that are here that are releasing, you know, individual music and stuff like that. There's maybe, you know, one or two artists that I, you know, had looked up and I was like, oh, they got like some some press coverage here or there. Um, And, you know, it's like Twitch is great for building community. It's great for social media. It's great for all of that stuff. But at a certain point, we need to break out of like the bubble and start Mm -hmm. getting into that the eyes of like these professional people or you know just other kind of tastemakers and other avenues you know it's so easy to get caught in our bubble even if it's a big ass bubble yeah. or like a bubble that's working very well for us um so that's why i started it just because there was there's just so many talented people here and i just wanted to give some insight into you know how pr works and like marketing um even if it's you know it's not like a thing that all of a sudden is going to make you pop off like look i was on billboard and is my life any different Mm -hmm. not really (laughs) i got some more views i got some more streams i made an extra dollar on spotify you know all of that stuff but and you know it's something great that i can now add to my music resume and say like i've been on billboard before that will you know help me get more and more coverage and stuff like that but it's like it's all a building process so kind of just demystifying that for everybody um, I haven't been doing it quite as regularly lately, but I did do one like two weeks ago. 
Um, I think I did like two in a row recently. Um, mm. And I've just been so busy, so I haven't been able to prep as much lately. But normally they're at Sundays at 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time on my channel. So I tried to pick a time zone that most people could attend, except I'm sorry, Australia. I have to wake up. <laughs> Sorry, girl. It happens. Sorry, girl. There's never like a time zone that's perfect for everybody. Like, it's it's yeah. so awful. It's ugh, I hate that. Please fix that. Whoever's in charge of time zones, can you <laughs> can you like fix that Are because it's not you. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> but yeah, honestly, uh, it's been really nice talking to you yeah. uh -huh. and getting to know all of the different sides of uh, your self. Yes! Uh, <laughs> so festive. Um, no, but it, it's been really nice because a lot of people just do one thing. Like, they're just, sometimes they're just gamers or sometimes they do music, but they only do covers. And sometimes they only do original music, but they don't do anything outside of it. So it's really yeah. cool actually talking to someone who does it all and is navigating through it all um so um as as your parting words you have some sort of advice for people who want to get into the music industry and maybe they're someone like us they're lgbt and they're they have this idea that it's gonna be um some sort of um you know prejudice on them or they're gonna be at a disadvantage of any sort so do you have any advice for all the babies watching yeah well the most important thing is just do it yes. but secondly <laughs> is you know uh, what i found is in in a certain way yes there is you know kind of you know maybe mainstream publications won't pay as much attention at first if you're lgbt because you know they feel like oh you know our main readership isn't lgbt mm -hmm. but on the flip side of that like the LGBT community is so much stronger and like super fans. And they're the people who want to stick around with you for the long haul, because we don't have as many of us that we can relate to and be with and look up to and connect with. So when, you know, when, when I personally, and I know a lot of other people within the LGBTQ community see, you know, an artist, a creator, an entertainer, you know, trying to thrive and do all of that stuff. We flock to each other. Mm -hmm. We, we hold each other up. We push each other forward. Um, and that's been a huge thing for me. I mean, the more that I've gotten kind of, is my dog behind me? Oh, she is. I was like, why is that shadow moving? And where did that shadow come from? <laughs> Paranormal. He's like licking the air. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, the more that I've got, gotten kind of entrenched in the LGBT side of the music community, the more friendships I've made, the more successful I've become, and the more excited I've been about other artists and able to share them. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't have gotten on Billboard if I was straight because I got on Billboard Pride mm -hmm. and they are, you know, specifically looking for LGBT artists. They typically cover artists who, you know, have less buzz around them. They don't, you don't need to be like someone huge um, or someone, you know, who's on an indie label or someone who's already had millions of streams. Like I got on Billboard and I mean, my song probably had like 10,000 streams, which is a lot for me. I probably oh, have like amazing. a thousand monthly listeners. But, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I'm probably like, you know, one of the smallest artists, you know, that they that they have covered or would have covered. Right. So there's there's a lot of pros to to, you know, identifying as LGBT as well. Um, and I definitely think they outweigh the negative. Even if you grow a little slower, you gain a lot more friends along the way. So, yeah, isn't that what it's all about? Friendship and love. Come on. Yes. Barney. And about the journey, about the climb, like Miley Cyrus said, oh, my God. <laughs> Yes, thank you, honey.
<laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for being on the show. I really have appreciated this conversation that I've had with you today. So yeah, had a great time. Yeah, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, you guys can listen to this on all of the things. Anchor.fm is actually the best way to find all the places because there's Spotify, there's Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. But uh, Anchor is basically the anchor where you can find all of the links towards all of the things. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, this is also on YouTube and Twitch at Project Ruby. So uh, if you guys want to tune in for future interviews and uh, even watch this interview over again and get the nuggets of information that have been dropped, you can nuggets. do it on those websites and things. Uh, we will talk to you in a future podcast with another of your favorite live streamers or content creators. And until then, be kind to one another and slay your day, honeys. Goodbye. Bye. Project Ruby.